Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP Podcast Review Edition. I am one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friends. I'm going to start with the 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 technically daddy himself, uh, Chubax. <laughs> Hello, welcome. I'm Chubax. You can call me daddy. Daddy. <laughs> An option to call him is daddy or zaddy. We call him Chubax. Uh, another one of our bestest best friends and one of our co-hosts is the handsome dude, Raymond, a.k.a. RJ. Not too handsome, but thank you very much, John. And um, Mabuhay from the Philippines. Mabuhay. Hello. If this is your first time visiting the channel, welcome. Uh, this is our stable of podcasts and shows where we talk about cool stuff that is happening all around the interwebs, the streaming services, theaters, video games, books, and everywhere that you can get cool content. Um, you can watch us online and YouTube. Just search Plus63HP or type in youtube.com slash Plus63HP. We are on socials as well. Please follow us, interact with us. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Plus63HP. And if you don't want to see my face or Chabax's face, you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting app of choice. Our favorites are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon. Housekeeping done. Uh, this week, we have a double main topic, double treat for us. We are discussing the last batch of episodes of The Legend of Vox Machina. Uh, you can watch that on Amazon oh, no. Prime Video. Um, and we are also discussing... The last episode, the season finale of Peacemaker season one, that is on HBO Max. But if you want to join us next week, so we have, uh, you can interact and join our discussions about these cool shows. We have our newest show to review with you guys, which is Yellow Jackets. You can watch that on Showtime, Hulu, or you can buy certain episodes on Amazon Prime Video as well. And our movie of the week next week is the Kingsman that has recently dropped on Hulu as well. So HBO tune in. Oh, uh, is it in HBO Max too? It's on Hulu. Oh, Kingsman? HBO Kingsman is on Hulu. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. on, on in the United States, it's, it's on Hulu. Hulu. So yeah. Uh, so uh, join our discussion. Uh, make sure that you click the subscribe button, hit the like button. Drop some comments and discuss with us and participate in this community of like-minded individuals enjoying cool content with their cool friends and family members. Done and done. All right. Before we start uh, reviewing our our episodes uh, this week, um, I am uh, cleaning up a little bit of our reviews rating rubric. Ah, that's alliteration. So Ooh. we've always uh, we've always uh, rocked uh, a one to ten scale in terms of rating the episodes and the series and the movies that we watch. But we just wanted to put a little bit more rigor in terms of what means what. So we are doing away with half points. No more half points. No more ranges. We want to be decisive in whether we want you guys to. Uh, watch the movie or not or what's the context on what to watch the content for so five and above is good right we're not doing the school version of seven 75 percent is passing grade no five and above is good if it's more it's better than half of the other things that you watch it's good it's worth your time but the levels of it are 
between five to seven are various levels of good. And then that's personal taste. So Jay might have a different version of a five than me, than Chabax, and six or seven. But five to seven is personal taste on what, what, what good means. When we hit eight, that means it's great. You should watch it. It's worth your time, right? When we hit nine, it's an excellent show. Find time to watch it, right? And when we hit 10, it is a masterpiece. It is a must watch for you and your friends and family. So that is the good ratings. On the bad ratings, so anything four and below, it's bad. It's not worth your time. So two to four is various levels of bad, horrible. Don't, or watch it ironically, or watch it if you don't like your friends and family. And then one is a unique level of bad. It's literally LOL bad. So some people actually uh, uh, start trying to watch uh, bad, like super bad stuff. So that is where we uh, uh, we rank our new reviews rating room. Cool? Cool. So no half points. Okay. Yeah. So basically, no RJ good, Chobox bad, Jong Wan. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly the exact right. same basis that we want. I am one. So box is two Sorry, to yes. seven. Two to four. Two to four. <laughs> and RJ is eight to ten. <laughs> Damn shit. Exactly. Exactly. Damn All shit. Right. So hopefully you can watch this, rewatch the shows with us. How about you guys rank our shows? Which shows are one? Which I don't ones think we are want 10? to open that. <laughs> Let us know. We want your criticism. We're good. We want your constructive criticism to get, have our content a little bit better moving future. Um, cool. Uh, lots of talking on my end. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to talk a little bit more because this week, our A block in terms of the first show that we're going to be discussing and reviewing is what Chubax suggested uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? It is. A uh, little combination of uh, Lost, mm-hmm. Alive, The Wild. Uh, what, right? Lord of the Flies, like, is it? Is it Lord, Lord of the Flies? Children of the Corn. It's uh, a lot of uh, 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 inspirations uh, across all those. But um, our new series that we will be discussing uh, in the next couple of weeks, next three weeks, ex- uh, exactly. So this week, we'll discuss episodes one to three of Yellow Jackets. Next week, we'll do mm-hmm. four to seven. And in three weeks from now, we will do uh, eight, nine, and ten. Because there's ten episodes of the first seasons of Yellow Jackets. Uh, it is a show that you can watch uh, on Showtime and Hulu currently in the United States. It tells the narrative of a team of high school girls soccer champions team who survive a plane crash in the deep woods of Ontario, Canada. So they were flying off to a national championship. They crashed in the woods of Ontario. So the series chronicles their descent from a complicated but thriving team to a warring cannibalistic clan. While also tracking their lives as they attempted to piece back together as they reveal truth about their survival 25 years ago. So there's kind of like a bifurcated timeline here where part of the show occurs and is played by the teen version of the main actors and actresses. And part of the show is 
uh, uh, play is is f- flash forward 20, 25 years after played by the adult version of uh, said characters. So I'm going to run through quickly the characters super, super fast. Ella Purnell is Jackie. She is the captain of the uh, of the women's soccer team. Sophie Nalist plays Shauna, uh, the teen version of Shauna. And uh, Melanie Linsky is the adult version of Shauna. So Sophie Elise, does, Nalise doesn't have a lot of credits to her name, but uh, Melanie Linsky uh, is in Heavenly Creatures and she is the wife of, of um, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Don't Look Up. Right? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tysa, uh played by Jasmine Savoy Brown uh, as a teen uh, and Tony Cypress as an adult. Uh, so Jasmine Savoy Brown is in the new movie Scream. And then Tony Cypress is uh, mainly, uh, she was the, one of the main kind of baddies in the Blacklist Redemption. Uh, we have Natalie, Natalie, who is played by Sophie Thatcher. Uh, she is in the book of Boba Fett. She's yes. one of the Power Rangers there. Um, so she plays pretty. the teen version and the adult version is played by Juliette Lewis. Everybody knows Juliette Lewis. She uh, rose to fame from Cape Fear. She is also in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Um, Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Uh, and you know, there's a lot more characters, but the, we, the, one, the, the, the last main one is Misty, played by Sa- Sammy Hanratty, Hanratty uh, as a teen. She is in Salem, also a Hulu series, but she's also kind of a main in Two Broke Girls. Um, the adult oh. version of Misty is played by Christina Ricci, of course. Adam's Family Fame. Ah. Casper, right? So those are the main characters. A couple of uh, lines, uh, the first three episodes uh, before we start discussing how we like it. So episode one is entitled Pilot. So on the eve of that fateful flight, the championship high school team, girls soccer team celebrates, uh, you know, celebrates by betraying one another. There's a lot of uh, like subplots in terms of uh, how <laughs> friends are treating other friends. Um, but also this is where we kind of see that 25 Not years us. later, um, the, the, the adult versions of themselves have their own issues that they have been struggling to adjust to. So we can obviously see the opening scene is uh, a young lady falling into a trap uh, and then being eaten. So right from the get-go, we kind of see that, um, or it's being alluded to that the survivors of the plane crash did some form of survival of the fittest and the people that are killed are then eaten so that they can survive their time in the wilderness themselves. Um, and uh, this is where we kind of see a little bit that uh, we, we uh, you, there's a certain force that is drawing all of these survivors together back again. Episode two is entitled F Sharp. Uh, uh, Misty, played by old Christina Ricci, but young Sammy Henretti kind of is like the main in this episode. We show that she is thriving in the survival in the wilderness. She chops, uh, you know, we see uh, how people survive the crash. She saved a lot of lives, even amputated the leg of their coach to save him. She's kind of like the MVP of this new world that they're doing. Um, And in the present, we kind of see more cracks of the other main characters. So uh, there is a little bit of, cheating involved with uh, Shauna's family. They're doing uh, couples therapy. They're wanted to have uh, fun in the bedroom and they can't. 
Um, and then we are also introduced by a policeman. Uh, we're introduced to a policeman that was formerly a goth friend by Natalie that kind of provided them with information by other, with other survivors. So this episode, we see one of the main characters, Shauna, uh, catch a rabbit, skin the rabbit, cook the rabbit, showing his skills. Skillfully, if I may add. Very skillfully. Very, very skillfully. This is something that it seems that she brought back with her from her survival time in the wilderness. Um, she finds out, finds out that her husband is cheating, but she also cheats herself. There is kind of like a, a scare, weird character, Adam, that she rear-ended that kind of becomes her semi-romantic interests. But I think something is fishy with Adam as well. And we're in this episode, we also see that one of the other main characters, Taisa, who's running for Senate, her son... Uh, has something going, going on. on. Like he is throwing weird stuff. He is punching other kids. He is lashing out, acting out. We kind of also see a little bit more of a background that Taisa, as a kid, had some some semi supernatural stuff happening happening with her and her family. Her her particularly during the scenes with her dead dying grandma. Last episode is the dollhouse. So the dollhouse on the uh, teen versions. They were debating whether they were going to stay during the crash site because the crash site may have a tracking device um, that would have them rescued, but they were running out of water. So the other debate is they probably need to look for food or shelter, which somebody found a, a lake and coincidentally a lake house. Um, and then on the adult side, uh, Taysa was running for Senate is navigating um, her life uh, via, because of a dirty attack ad by one of his competitors. Uh, this is also the episode where we find out that Taisa was the one who hired this uh, a, a person portraying to be a reporter or a writer, um, but actually is like a private investigator type. She was mm -hmm. hired by Taisa to test the other survivors, whether they're going to talk or not. So it seems yeah. that nobody's talking about their time during the rescue and their survival. So there might be a lot of shit going down on there. That's why they didn't want to talk about, it. apart from the cannibalism that they it that was presumed to be shown. Um, this is where Shauna meets Adam, the person that she um, uh, rear ends at the at the bar at the hotel, um, where she found out that her husband is cheating at. Uh, and then this is also an episode where we see one of the former survivors, Travis, the son of the coach. Uh, we see Travis Hank, though. So Misty and Natalie were looking for Travis to talk to Travis, presumably about these postcards that they've been getting about what had happened during the time. But by the time that they saw Travis, he was already hanged. Uh, the only other note that I have here is Misty has a bird named Caligula. And I, Caligula is known for being a cruel leader. So he was the leader that kind of restored um, putting people to the death. So there was a time in ancient Roman civilization that's no longer inhumane, but he was the one who brought it back. So, right, lots, three episodes, seven sentences. Uh, let's go around the table, Chabox. This is the series that you suggested uh, instant reactions on the first three episodes and what you think so far. Just hold on before that. Um, is Jong sounding okay to you, RJ? Kind of fluctuating yes, a little is. bit. He is? No, he's quite clear on my side. Okay. Very no, he, clear, he, he's clear on me also, but sometimes there's a pitch. Uh, anyway, it's... I'm, I'm 
I should be not. Oh, no, no, you I mean don't... like hitting puberty? <laughs> no, I don't. Think... <laughs> it's weird. I don't. I think it's. It could be the internet, but you're fine, Jungs. That's well. Anyway, it's still very. No, no, Jungs. Jungs actually fine. I mean, okay. it was I'm very, very, very good introduction by the way, Jungs. Yeah, because I'm net, very fine. Look at me. My net's good as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it, it's still under very understandable. Anyways, it's not like bad in and out. Um, so back to yellow jackets. Huh. I'm liking the show. Um, the first episode was a little confusing just because it was trying to figure out who's who. You know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't really Agreed. clear who who was who in the first episode. But by the time the second so second episode came in, they did that recap where they did side by side. So. It was mm. more understandable who's who. But yeah, I'm getting like, you know, lots of lost vibes. Um uh some sup- uh supernatural stuff going on. But we don't know if it is supernatural or not. But creepy nonetheless. So um <laughs> But like you said, you know, it's like a state champion, but they're so fractured. I don't know how <laughs> how, how how they started, but they already started fractured as a team. And that's true. I guess being teenagers could be. Hundred uh, percent. That's true, but uh, yeah, Jackie's really pretty. <laughs> Ella Purnell from Army of the Dead. Army and, of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. And Jackie, Natalie. That's, that's right. Uh, but um, so Sophie Thatcher. Hot. Yeah. So yeah, um, I love I love all three episodes. It's um, each episode you know gets deeper and deeper. I like the dynamic. I like even Misty. I don't know. No, I don't really know how to place her. Like, she's very smart, very helpful, mm. but then she's also very needy and she's uh manipulative with, with the tracker and stuff. I don't know how that will work though. The when he when she destroyed the black box thingy, the signal from the plane. Why didn't have nobody here? <laughs> no, no, not her not smashing. Only, no, it's not just that. But not only that, if somebody should still have like the last signal. Yeah, if somebody should still have that, that. Yeah. it's still there. It's not like. Yeah. Oh, we don't know where it went. It's, it, it was there when it broke. It's still there. So yeah. Well, I mean, should have asked, they did. We should have asked for got, accident pilot. Yeah, but also they still got rescued in the end. So, I, but nineteen months in Canada? Come on. Wait, was it nineteen months oh. or nineteen weeks? Months. Months. I think it was months. They survived fucking months. nineteen months. Well, that's why they're all dude. Because nineteen weeks, you're not gonna eat one another. <laughs> I mean, months, yes, probably. <laughs> but I'm like, but if I mean, they had just started anyway. Oh, shit. They were stranded for 19 months. Yeah. Months, dude. That's almost so, 100% they're going to be fucking cannibals. Yeah. 100%. But, um, I mean, it's obvious. Well, not obvious, but from the first three episodes, they're pointing to Jackie being the one that's killed, right? Is that, am I the only one so, that that vibe? I was, no, I was, I was, uh, talking to Jay uh, uh, in pre-show and that was my problem because when I was listing down the main characters, we have Jackie, Shauna, Tysa, Natalie, and Misty. Those are the main, main characters mm-hmm. of the show. And Shauna, Tysa, Natalie, and Misty all had adult versions and Jackie did it. So I'm no, still, again, <laughs> trying to be... Trying no, no, to be but I think, ta- I think that was the point. It's not like they were hiding mm-hmm. it. I think that's what we're, going, we're supposed to assume. Mm-hmm. Then maybe they'll they'll flip it in the end, 
We don't know. And she was the one that is, you know, hunting the people down 25 years later. I don't know. So. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Maybe. One of the... But yeah, I like how they're coming together. Um, uh, so basically, there's like three timelines, right? The past, the present, and then like the end of the... Like the tail end of the past where they're all like hooded up, hooded up and mm-hmm. stuff. That's right. So... I, I know it's cool. It's cool. I, I like uh, the the all women. Well, not all women, but the main all women cast are great. Both the young and the old, and the dynamic of. Uh, I, I read that interview where they said like, what happened to Jackie was from, from being, in the normal civilization. She's the leader, and then when they flipped it into the, to the survival area, she's lost because. She was basing everything on the social structure, which is mm-hmm. now everything's different. You know, what's more important now is uh, survival. Who survival. Who knows this? Who knows that? And also, mm. she lost her credibility when she left one one of the girls to die in the fire. What was the name but of she, that one? But I think Van or something. Van. Yeah, yeah. She, she was one of the main, but she almost got burned. But then she survived. So mm. um, my only my only nitpick for now is like. The only likable person is Jackie, and she also made the mistake with the. Oh, Jackie, with the, for me, she's the only one that's. Nice. Oh, I always thought Jackie was a bitch. I think right now, yeah, yeah I think for me, do? she was. Always I, I nice don't. One. I don't like her. I I don't like the the what do you call it the the the, the cheerleader top vibes person it's like maybe that's personal preference i don't yeah but she's always been you know for the team and but you right. won't turn down a cheerleader if she applied to you right 100 percent. are you fucking kidding me <laughs> any one of these <laughs> she's, she's the only one that's always been looking out for everybody especially for shauna and shauna's just just a bitch from every so far like betraying Absolutely. jackie yeah. and i was texting with rj about this did you get some what vibe did you get from shauna and her looks to jackie was it like guilt that she... LGBTQ. I know. It's that's guilt that's and jealousy. Yeah. Like she it's likes like her, It's like kind right? of like single like white female. Well, I think it's a single, single white, white female. female. Yeah. That she wants to be Jackie. That's why she fucked the boyfriend. That's why she is, you know, um, voting against her. Like subconsciously, she's trying to... Mm-hmm. Undermine her. Put Jackie down the... I don't the, know. The, I'm, uh, I'm still getting be some, better. some attraction there. But yeah, that's uh, for me for now. It's it's really good, something to watch, and I can't wait for the mysteries to play out. I hope there's some supernatural elements in it. Really, there seems uh, to be actually. So that's my uh, symbol too. Thought that too. Yeah. But Jay, about you, what do you think about the first three episodes? You watched more, right? I actually ended up watching the fourth because <laughs> I like the show. <laughs> But not that I'm gonna stick to the first three. I'm I'm forgetting the fourth until next week. Um, I was actually confused with the first uh, timeline with with the first episode's timeline. So I was not really sure. Mainly because I couldn't connect Sophie Thatcher, Nat being a teenager, to Nat yeah. being the adult. Nothing against the actress, but and I think I shared this. I with think it's everything to the, against well. the actress. Everything against no, Juliet. No, nothing against her. It's just that the way they selected her. Yeah, yeah the, the way they selected her. It's super her. confusing. If, yeah. yeah, if you if you look at um, Shauna, 
when she was younger and when she was older. You can still yes, kind yeah. of see the resemblance. Same with Taisha. Same with um, Misty. Same with well, Misty especially. Well, Misty is quite easy, as as Jong mentioned. It's the hair, the glasses, and you got Misty, right? But but Nat, very way off from her. You were right. Uh, it's the drugs and the addiction. <laughs> yeah, the I was messaging Jabak, so I was saying it's probably the drugs because she was really hooked on it. You know, when if if you're addicted to drugs, you seem to age differently. So maybe that that's the case. But but you know, hot teenager, not so hot adult. I mean, I'm sure she was in her prime, but um, that that confused me. But by episode two onwards, it was much clearer. I love the fact that by episode three, I still have no idea what to expect. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. cannibalism and all that, but I have no idea whether it's, is there another group? Is there a supernatural thing? Is there, I don't know. And, and that's what I, I, that's what I did. That's why I cheated and added another episode. I still didn't get anything. So <laughs> um, there was this little bit of supernatural vibe onto it with, with Thai when she was a young girl and her grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I forgot about with that. her yeah. grandma the passing visions. away. The grandma seeing um, the man with no eyes on the reflection. And the girls, I, was like, I think I Taisa to... also saw it. But we don't know if it's just yes. like, her imagination. She saw it as well. Because, no, well, could be, could be. But they wouldn't put that um, scene there if it, if it meant nothing. And now her son is mm-hmm. also seeing a girl looking or peering through mm-hmm. the window, so he had to put creepy drawings on the, on the on the window, right? So that's kind of, you know, maybe maybe there's something there, um, or maybe that girl who's peering at the tree could be exactly. someone who we thought actually didn't survive. Yeah, that's right. I was I was thinking maybe that could be. Um, just a side note, since I worked for hotels, good job on the receptionist. Who didn't give out Not the giving. room number? Because no matter what, even if you say you're the wife or the husband, and I, I swear, I've worked for hotels for 14 years, and yes, that has happened. You've got people, um, people's wives or husbands, looking for their spouses, claiming, "Oh, he just didn't text me the number. You should come on, connect me, or you should let me in." Absolutely not. The smart clients, though, just to share with you, they have code names. So if Yes. If a guest comes up and looks for Batman, give me this room number. Give them this mm-hmm. room number. I was like, are you sure? I mean, that's not... I've had someone who, who, who does that. And it's a different hero every week. <laughs> and it's a different guest he expects every week. But anyway. Um, <laughs> that, exciting. Working hotels are fun. Anyway. Um, I am intrigued. I can't wait to watch the next four episodes. I'll rewatch episode four just to get a fresh, fresh hit. But I like it, and I'm really looking forward for a bigger reveal. Since this is only a ten episode um, series, yeah, season rather. And uh, I season. think they said it's uh, set for five seasons. I think, like they yes, have, they, they're renewed somewhere. for season two, so that's for sure. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they keep it shorter. The five season, I think, for this is a little, a little too long. long. Yeah, for me, I don't know how much how much you can. But let's see. It. I mean, as long for me, what what's good is it's planned. So the the yeah. beats mm-hmm. are down. I don't think okay. Lost was planned. Right. You know, so 
That's why some of the beats got lost. But this one, mm. oh, they've, they've yeah. set it up. So, but that's lost was at, quite long. Yeah, that's lost why it's, it's an like hour per episode. That's yeah. it, it. This is not like a 42, 44. No, it's 57 to 59 minutes per episode. So this is mm. almost 10 hours, like nine and a half hours the entire season. So this is a huge chunk. So that's a testament to the show that, you know, when Trebax, uh suggested this, there's, a, again, there's a lot of comps. Again, Lost, we talked about Wilds, we talked about Alive, we talked about some, you know, yeah. the nature of high school, uh, high school politics and whatnot. So there's a lot of things that I felt like, oh, I might not be 100% into this, but like what everybody's mentioned, the way that this is done is it's not extremely unique, but it's unique enough to draw your interests. The casting was great. All of the actors were solid actors, both teens and adults. And then I do like the idea that they they subvert your expectations, not super duper, but you know, you they get to the accident right away. They show the accident right away. They show some cannibalism right away. They show the the mark, which I still don't know in episode three, this little symbol that was in the woods that they saw. Mm-hmm. So again, like it might be previous people that was there already. It's, it might it's also in the cabin. It's, the it's in the cabin. It's in the postcards that they get. So that'll be probably play a, a bigger part in the episodes that's coming next. And to those who've seen the series already, because this came out in November, you know, now you can like find a rewatch and experience the show again with us, like fresh eyes. Like it's great. Like uh, I, I super kind of enjoy the pace in what they're doing the the split between timelines the only thing that kind of like is drawing me by you know drawing me back or holding me back to giving this the highest of high marks is having split timelines always shows you what's going to happen right mm. right misty will survive right and then it's I sad because like, <laughs> yeah exactly so misty in in uh uh, in the Ontario woods, fucking amazing. He, she was great, but psycho. <laughs> well, the, the black box happened? destruction was fucked up. Yeah, that was psycho. Super fucked up. But the idea is she was not able to translate her being an MVP in the Ontario woods to when they come back. Because mm-hmm. when we see her come back, struggling to get a date. Um, struggling to have friends, having to destroy uh, your friends' cars to just hang out with them, right? So <laughs> you you kind of, so those are kind of I, I the idea of like you know the actual bookends, and we're just seeing something in between. Something in between, there might be a lot of changes, but in the end, she'll revert back to this semi non popular, semi weird kind of person that you're looking at. So um, that's the only thing that I don't like about these series, but. The, the compliment that I can give is the series is good enough that even me, who kind of anticipates too many things already, um, is still engaged because like, oh, I want to mm-hmm. see how they turn into Lord of the Flies. I want to see like, how, what they, is go, the how they go from classmates to, to that. Yeah, like how like 19 months, I to, to be honest, I really thought it was 19 weeks, but 19 months, like, all right, but what can't you forage and scavenge and hunt for 19 months? It seemed they had a lake, they'd seem that they'd have a lot of fish, all right? So I, I was kind of thinking that, um, what there must be an external factor why they be, went to that extreme, and I'm very excited to, to, to see it. But that is, um, 
our initial discussion of the first three episodes of the season one of Yellow Jackets. Let's go to our sheet and let's do our ratings for um, the first three episodes. Uh, I'll start. I give it an eight. It is excellent. It draw my attention. It uh, makes me want to uh, watch it more. Like RJ, if I had more time, I would have. I would have. Um, I would have watched episode four, but I wanted to make more detailed notes, uh, so I won't be catching up towards the end. So I just made sure that I watched three episodes. Uh, Jay, same with you, buddy. I'm going to give an eight. The eight is because it is excellent, and I was I already watched episode four. So um, we we normally have limited time to watch these amazing shows week on week. But this show made me want to, you know, have that extra show on, extra episode on, um, because I really just found it interesting. How about you, Chewy? <laughs> Funnily enough, eight as well. But I, I like the first episode was a seven for me, just because it was confusing. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, not confusing but in overall, the sense that the, the story. It's more like who's who. But then the the next one was like a nine, and then an eight. So it's around, average around eight. So yeah, it's it, it it hooked me. So I'm excited to go on. I can't wait. It's a great show. So so far, so good. First three episodes, it's great. An average on all of us. Um, and then we'll continue in discussion, discussing episodes four to seven next week and uh, uh, episodes eight to ten the week after. Now we go to our main topic, and I'm very happy to turn over the stage to... Okay, dealer's pick. Do we want to do Peacemaker first or Legend of Vox Machina? I think I'd like to save the best for last. And in that, for me, the best would be Vox. Okay. So then, how about Jay? you, Chewy? Yeah, I, I like both of them. So it's either or for I me. know. Okay. So I'll start with. I guess Jung wins the tiebreaker. Oh, yeah. well, well, there's more episodes for Vox Machina. So just so that we can. Uh, discuss it more. Okay, uh, we'll do. Are we doing? Are we well. doing the the awards for Vox Machina? So, yeah. Okay. Quick. Yeah, we will do uh, quick awards for the season end. So, okay. yeah. Same. Same with the no. Same with Peacemaker, Peacemaker. I guess. So Jay, run us down what happened. Episode eight, season one of Peacemaker. Episode eight, season one, which is the last episode for this first season. It's entitled "It's." Cow or never. Cow. Okay, and, uh, the puns that they have, right? Yeah. Now, with let, let's run it down. With everything on the line, Peacemaker and his team hunted by the authorities, the world being in danger from being dominated by alien butterflies. And the only way to eliminate, um, uh, the only way out is to eliminate the cow. This cow, which we saw a preview of on the, on the tail end of episode seven, doesn't really look like a cow, but it's used as a cow to get very nourishment cute. to feed butterflies. Cow. Yeah, it's actually very cute. It had one tooth at the bottom. Um, later on, described as a giant caterpillar. But anyway, um, this cow is being prepared for teleportation. So they have to, they're really racing against time. They have to hide from everyone just so that they could um, solve everything, basically save the world. So Peacemaker and Vidge teasing Adebayo at the start of this episode while she tries to 
apologize for you know Vidge. just being a traitor. <laughs> um, and peacemaker and <laughs> non-stop farting sounds or ra- blowing in raspberries for some people saying it. Now, upon reaching the farm, they plan to plant the sonic boom helmet on the top of the barn to cause it to cave in. Um, for some reason, uh, Peacemaker gives the job, this impossible job, to Eagly, explains, uh, <laughs> Eagly, I want you to take this helmet and place it on top of the barn. Helmet, <laughs> barn. I mean, Hardcore was like, the it's actually starting. You can't, an eagle can't understand you. No, but the plan was nice. It was smart actually using the helmet, but then it went to the eagle bringing it. I know. And, and, and Hardcore was like, he can't understand you. No, he can. He can. To a certain point, Eagly, fair enough. I love Eagly, grabs the helmet, starts flying, and they're like, whoa, maybe he did understand. And then takes a detour to the right and drops the helmet. You're like, no! Homer Simpson's eye. So they have to start. (laughs) Fan out, start searching. uh, Funny conversations in between. And then focuses back on Peacemaker. Peacemaker eventually sees a vision of his dad. So there's really something wrong in his head. Um, Having a conversation with him, killing him in his mind again using his poison dart, which eventually has a clunk sound to reveal the helmet later on. So, okay, fine, helmet's there. Now, how do we now bring it? Obviously not eagerly. So they have Economos. So, so they basically took one of the guards, um, stole his uniform, puts it to, uh, lets Economos wear it, um, asking him to bring a bag, plant it as deep as possible within the box. I, I do want to pause there because this is... One of the times that so this is a James Gunn show where it's mm. it seems a lot of improv, but it's not necessarily super improv. Let me just say that this is the very, very, very first time that explaining what happens to a death actually makes sense. It adds to the story and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like I had to why is it wet? I had to wash it because people don't realize when you kill people, they shit themselves. It's diarrhea. I what? was like, is this diarrhea? Is this no. the diarrhea pants? It's like, no. But yes. was it diarrhea? Yes. <laughs> uh, it, so I th- that got me where it's like, shit, it's you, we didn't need that. But no, we did it. But that was awesome. <laughs> but it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good point. That was a good point. Yeah, I missed I missed the right on that. But so he wears it. Heads on to the barn, tries to plant. He he gets stopped by um, what's the name of that character, the cop, who also plays cops in most shows. I call him a stifler. A stifler oh no, not yeah. stifler. Um, uh, Cliff O'Malley Cliff from O'Malley. one of the very very old Cliff old uh, college movies that we watch. Can can can. So gets stopped by Cliff O'Malley. So where are you going? Um, to bring the bag. Why? Oh, sorry. Where are you going? Where? Why? What are you going to do there? Bag. Okay. (laughs) Wow, that was pretty weak security. The heck? And then he tries to drop it as as close as he can. 
but he had he had to stop. I mean, you've got this guy not trained for combat going into the heart of the base of an enemy, seeing a massive kaiju size of a, a caterpillar. He loses it. He loses it. So he's not trained for that shit. So drops the bag, rushes back out, again gets stopped. Well, not really stopped for being suspected, but stopped because, tell me, why does, why, why did a human that you took over have a weird color in his beard? And with his entire team listening in, he admits that he dyes his beard because he thought it would make him look young or cool and cool but he's also lazy and he uses the cheap, cheap. stuff so like that was hard not it was amazing i, I know love that part. and he the thing is he thought that he thought that um no one noticed until somebody did he thought that no one noticed until weeks ago which was somebody the, always uh, right somebody it pointed it out good. I know. In such depth, such depth for and, that character. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love it. Actually, very underappreciated. That's why when it comes cool. to when it comes to the next scene, I really thought he was dead. Yeah, I was worried about that too. Because when they swarmed um, him. One when they swarmed over him because they found that uh there was this bag, and then this guard comes out and says, Hey, he hey, dropped this, and then it shows the helmet. Yeah, so everyone started swarming and uh, trying to attack. Economy. Activate sonic boom. Before, <laughs> but before that, she dropped it. Yes. Oh yeah, at the bio. Son of a bitch. Before she, before she could, <laughs> before she could actually um, activate it, she dropped it, not just on the ground in a pile of leaves and she couldn't find it. <laughs> My hands are sweaty. <laughs> Where else was it going to go? <laughs> so they had to search for it and then eventually activate it, which caused um, the barn to collapse, at least the first floor of the barn to collapse. So the swarm stopped attacking Economos, giving him time to creep back into base, well, into their hideout spot. They went straight to see that the, the butterflies went straight to the barn to see the damage and they activated again and again and a total of four times causing massive damage not only to the structure but also to the teleportation device well they didn't know that but that's what basically mm-hmm. happened yeah. as economos approaches the team fine i, I admit it <laughs> i dye my beard and i should have used L'Oreal, even though if it's just a few more dollars, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really, it's really, um, I guess, humbling for him to do that. Uh, pretty, pretty good seed with, with him. So with that, you have the top three killers in the team play with the music of their intro song, uh, playing in the background, uh, Peacemaker, Awesome 10 minutes having his shield oh, out. But before that, my, fav- my, my favorite line was uh, Adibayo, you're the last last hope. What the fuck am I? And so, also, when uh, when what was this? Uh, when Economos hopped over, so Adibayo went, wore the uh, um, torpedo, torpedo helmet. 
And then Economos wanted to follow and help out. He tripped over a barricade and breaks his leg. Not just (laughs) breaks, it's an open open fracture. Yeah. It's 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 called an open fracture. His bones. Which I love because it it can happen. It's it's so weird, but it can happen. I I understand they (sighs) didn't to give Adebayo space. To do it herself, because you you don't you need not so if Economos didn't do anything and she was just like chilling there, it's not gonna be good for the character. So sure. they needed a little, they needed something to keep him delayed. there delayed. for a little bit until he gets there to the end. Where <laughs> it's like a fucking the bone coming out of your skin. All right, <laughs> hardcore. No, but Adebayo um, showed her skills, man. Yeah. yeah. John Wick shit. Seriously. She had she had double wielding handguns. Bam 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 bam. Really? You're not trained? No, but I, I like that. Um she said, I, why? Why are you going out there when you know it's dangerous? I, um Economos asks her. Because I'm ba- I'm built for this shit. I'm built for this. So <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Um awesome scene for her, actually. And then Economos still followed, if you mm. guys remember. He was just crawling. Crawling. <laughs> um, sadly, of course, Hardcore gets shot. So does Vigilante. Um, at the bio, just barely saving um, Hardcore from being infected by a butterfly, which, which was a very good save. Receives the helmet, rushes in to look for Peacemaker. But sadly enough, Peacemaker actually... Um, was was affected by the poor flooring after all those sonic booms um, slides into this tunnel and gets covered with, with debris. So as he tries to break out, I mean, Adebayo tries to search for him. He tries to break out. I like the scene here where I thought it was Adebayo who was actually going to save him mm. from that debris. And later, actually, it was Detective uh, Detective Song. Detective Song. Which is, she's actually hot. I, I like her. I told you. She, she's told very you. pretty. Yeah, it grew on me. At episode eight, when when she approached um, Peacemaker, you know, I'm not here to fight you with that sincere look and explaining, you know, you know, our origin. Uh, we came here because our planet um, uh, was, destroyed uh, was destroyed. Uh, it's our people that caused it. And we moved here because Earth, had the resources, the air, the water that we need, but it didn't have the food, which is why we brought this cow. So she explained everything. Um, and beg, in a way, almost pleading Peacemaker um, to help them, because if not, our world is really headed on the same path. And they and didn't Goff, want that. Yeah, Goff was sure <clears throat> that Peacemaker would understand that secular, like, like when I, st- when I, like, when I told you the master and he helped us out, I know mm-hmm. that you would understand what we're trying to do and you'd help Correct. us out too. And, and I, I think that he does. And he really does actually. But mm-hmm. instead of helping them, just shoots said, off in the chest. No, but the, the thing is with that, I think if, uh, if he got to Peacemaker before this series started, he would have helped them. But due to the growth that he had mm-hmm. during, during oh, yeah. these episodes, he was in a different spot. 
with the 11th Street kids. Yeah. yeah. And he, he changed, and, actually. He And he mentioned it at the end. Like, he, Adebayo was asking Peacemaker, why didn't you help Goff? It's like, if I, if I helped him, they would have killed you guys. Yeah. So he was just doing it for friendship. Mm-hmm. Friendship. Mm. He wasn't thinking that deep. It was just because of the... Mm. He just no, didn't want it was to really the, the bonds that he created. But I agree with Shavax. If they had approached him before this entire group was formed, he would agree with that. The entire season one shows the transformation of Peacemaker. And I can't wait. I like how... Two, baby. Oh, yeah. But I have to say, I love how, I love how the cow was killed. <laughs> oh, this one! Activate, Activate human, human torpedo. torpedo. Yeah, buddy. That was then awesome. the inside an alien cow, spilling its guts all over the floor. That's just crazy. That's some crazy shit. And it even got in their mouth. <laughs> and despite the fact prototype. that he killed, despite the fact that he killed um, Detective Song, um, so obviously all said and done. They save the world. Adibaya does the right thing, exposes Project Butterfly, exposes her mom, having it investigated. Ekana most happily going back to, to his work Bell in Reeve. the prison. Belrive, yeah. Um, Peacemaker finally getting some quality time with hardcore, being in a hospital bed. At least she acknowledges him. Um, but then the last scene. Uh, showing Peacemaker. Oh, we, we um, skipped the, the Justice League. Oh, oh fuck. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> killing the cow, all done, getting everyone, uh, you know, carrying hardcore, limping John Economos, and then suddenly you see the Justice League coming in. Superman, Aquaman, The Flash, Wonder Woman. These four came. But only um, Aquaman, Aquaman and Flash had revealed their faces. The rest were just, yeah. I was blown away. I was blown away about this cameo. I, well, so one. Yeah. And the fact that they. I was blown away that they were there in silhouette. And I was mm. doubly blown away that some of them had speaking lines. And exactly. tertiary. Was, the speaking lines were direct were funny. of the stuff that Peacemaker has been yeah. kind of like spouting nonsense about. This that was fucking great. Jason fucking man. late. And Jason Momoa was <laughs> say, uh, Aquaman saying fucking. Fuck. I fucking I mean, hate I that. that fuck, yeah. fucking I fucking rumor. hate that rumor. That's not a rumor. <laughs> Which comes back to another <laughs> another funny John Economist line where uh, Peacemaker's always t- uh, telling shit about the uh, superheroes. And it's all lies, except for Aquaman. That shit's real. <laughs> yeah, that shit's real. Yeah. <laughs> because technically Mira is a fish, so... Hey, okay. Yeah, she's a fish person, yeah. Well, she fucking fucked the fish. That's great. Oh Just admit God, it. So <laughs> Just admit it. So, um, yeah, that was actually pretty awesome. Then at the end scene, you have Peacemaker from his trailer sitting outside, eagerly going out, hunting a uh, badger, what seems to be a badger, um, dropping it in front. And Goth, by the side, and eating the last bits of that. Last bits of the amber fluid. Of, of that amber fluid. I mean, I, 
I actually like the friendship of, with him and God. So hopefully there's, there's more of God in the next season. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's basically the season ender of the Peacemaker. And dare say, I, I truly enjoyed this season. This, this, I, I truly enjoyed this, this show because it was light. You don't have to think much. You'll just laugh your butt off, and it's gory. So, uh, what's wrong with it? Um, I don't know. I, I loved it, and I'm looking forward to to season two. Um, what do we do? Do we do scores, or you guys? Let's what do you do guys our think? awards? Let's continue oh, the right. discussion, and then this, uh, you know, uh, what you like, uh, what you thought about the the season finale, and then your awards. Let's start with uh, Chabox first. What do you think about the show? And then uh, let's let's do a round of best supporting actor. I, I yeah. loved it. Uh, what what else is to say? They nailed it. Uh, I guess one of the series that nailed the finale. Uh, really nailed exactly. it. Exactly. Compared say, to yeah. the last series that we've seen. But every everybody had their time to shine. Well, maybe except for Judo Master. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, the team. <laughs> oh, had... he's not a he's not the hero. I know, I know. So he's coming back. Uh, I wish he was gonna be part of the team, but I guess not. I love that ending scene with him with the crying while still eating the flaming. Was it flaming Cheetos? Chips. Yes. And yeah, then, uh... still eating. Yes, it's badass. My only nitpick is I wish he starts being a little nicer to Vigilante, but. I guess Vigilante mm. is kind of psycho. But what did mm. I love? Uh, yeah, I love the, that scene I said a while ago. Though, what, the, what the fuck am I? From John. The beard stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, Vigilante's, uh, even Vigilante's line where when they come back up at the bio and Vigilante's just walking like injured. Hey man, what's up? <laughs> like he's, just, he really, he's really... I think psycho's the word, right? Or so sociopath. Yes. There, there's no emotion. It's yes. just like one line, one one thorough line, and then the peacemaker just walking through the Justice League. You're late, dickheads. <laughs> uh, like Aquaman saying "fuck." Uh, Economos doing the jerk off in the hospital. <laughs> was being told. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's for me. I, I love it. They they nailed it. Who is your um let's start with supporting. supporting actor? Who is your best supporting character? <coughs> supporting character. Economos, man. John. Ooh. It's John. All right. Very good. Very good. Okay. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh I I like what Shabak just mentioned. I love this uh series. It's an entertaining series. You know, it's not like a masterpiece, but it's an entertaining series. Everybody should watch this. But I am mm-hmm. so surprised that they actually ex- they nailed the ending. This series in general was paced perfectly. So I think the sickness mm-hmm. that we have ha- that we've experienced in the Disney Plus comic book to TV series adaptation has always been, you know, the last episode is either lacking so too too rushed or too many things happening in there so they kind of like fly through a lot of things this was perfectly placed like last Mm -hmm. week's episodes was great this week's episodes was great they have a revolution 
they have everything everybody's character growth or character arc had some form of closure or we know where they're going towards so i really really enjoyed everything here even the bad guys the butterflies had their time to explain what they're trying mm-hmm. to do and you, you we can all kind of have our own interpretation on what what is right or wrong with regards to that so it's great um so yeah this is one of those things that after hearing james gunn do a peacemaker series i was like they're just capitalizing on john cena's growing audience right he's not too big yet so they can have him do an actual series but he has like the WWE has had a couple of shows. So I thought that was like, this is not going to be one of those groundbreaking series. It's going to be fun because it's, you know, James Gunn. We're going to watch it regardless. But mm-hmm. I am glad that I'm wrong. I'm glad that I think as a character study, Peacemaker had the most uh, interesting interesting growth that is understandable. Like he had a fucked up childhood. He had a fucked up sense of peace. And he just wants to murder people. But towards the end, he's still him. He's still slightly misogynistic, still using the wrong words, still wants to bang Harcourt, right? Still wants to bang every Whoa. single girl, hard rock. But uh, yeah, it, it kind of like we show all of his, um, you know, all of the, the things that made him decide to kill the vessel of golf to save the friendships that he's made in a well-paced and understandable manner. So uh, that being said, the reason why I'm picking Vigilante as Mm. the best supporting character is because he is the template of what Peacemaker could have been if he stayed mentally disabled, if he didn't Mm. get the friendship that he has. And it's great that they are best friends. But they still have that friendship because at the end, they also still blew up a car using his his giant bomb. His made-up bomb. <laughs> his made-up <Okay>. bomb. <laughs> and I love that, you know, I think Vigilante's friendship to Peacemaker is kind of like our friendship to each other. It's like we're all fucking crazy and it doesn't matter who or what. <laughs> who or what? What did we do? It's like, no, he's just my best friend. So it's like, it's great. So... Uh, Jay, who's your uh, your other thoughts and who's your best supporting character before we move on to the next awards? I honestly agree with both your points. This was really well done. James Gunn does not need any more uh, recognition, but he does because he did a fucking awesome series. Well done, Mr. James Gunn. And well done for having a hot girlfriend who not only Peacemaker wants a bang, but maybe 80 to 90% of all men out there well done. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved it. I just loved it. And now I'm sad because it's over. But since my wife hasn't seen it, I would love to show it to her. She's probably going to enjoy it to some point. Um, and, it's, and, and she would get it because it's well explained. That's what John said. My um, best supporting actor, Vigilante as well. Okay. I was thinking... Hard between um, Adebayo and Vigilante. But at the end of the day, Vigilante did not betray Peacemaker. He was psycho from start to end, and he had Peacemaker's best interest at heart. So if you want a supporting person, despite being crazy, Vigilante is the way. I, so I was debating. Through- 
I was debating also with Adebayo, but I consider her more of a main character. It's more <laughs> between yeah. him and Peacemaker, so I went with uh, somebody true. else. But... Hmm. Uh, then the next up, let's fly through the awards. Best favorite and best character, Chabox. Best character has to be Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Such a great job with him. <laughs> I again, again, I was surprised how John Cena handled this character. So it's peacemaker for me as well. How about you, Jay? Peacemaker, all the way, man. All the um, way. From okay. his brief dancing scenes, this humor to his naive yet soulful retorts, 100%. John Cena pulled it off. Oh, that's right. Great uh, special guest. So uh, I mean, special guest includes. Anybody, you know, for, we can, we for can... me, my 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 winner for most special guests is Judo Master, but with a special mention of Aquaman, <laughs> because I was the, gonna... the... <laughs> so when I first when I first made these awards like a couple of days ago, I was saying like this is essentially just to highlight Judo Master. Didn't yes. say it. they <laughs> barely said a word. He had a couple of lines when they were fighting, but he was eating ninety percent of the time. Yes. He was on screen. But kicked ass, and even without saying, even without being on the screen, how other people described him, kind of made him like important. Like he was the one who understood golf, yeah, or helped them. Like he beat up the bros, and he's also a tiny Asian dude, so support short kinks. So that's kind of like the reason why. But the fucking <laughs> cameo in the end screwed everything over for me. Uh, uh, Jay, who's your uh, most special guest? Mine, it would be... Well, if you're saying special guests, like not on every episode, right? I would mm. say it's Eagly. Oh, Eagly. good call. I, I, I thought have of to him give as well. I thought of him as well. Such a... <laughs> he was, Especially uh, he was during that for episode. Best supporting character. <laughs> I think it was episode six when he was swooping down and just killing one... One after another. Oh, yes. Damn. Whoa. Damn. Perfect segue because that's my favorite action scene was the eagly scene when he was like covering the back and then uh, guiding them and then covering the front for the favorite action yes, scene. Exactly. How about you, Trubak? Do you have a favorite action scene that you want to highlight in this series? Um, it's the warehouse scene because it was just so funny. Okay. I just love everything about oh. with the... Uh, with Cena coming in and just shooting everybody. Uh, I thought you were chill. X-ray. Uh, I am chill. I'm, <laughs> I'm chill. And then with the you know eat peace motherfucker. <laughs> I just I just love and, that. Uh, oh, that's that the name funny. of the Charlie. Charlie was Charlie, the, the, gorilla. the gorilla, right? right? The gorilla. Jay, favorite action scene. It was actually seen in episode eight because it was the first time I saw him with the shield, and there was oh. this particular thing that he threw the shield up. And then points his gun and shoots it just so that the shield can decapitate. That um, was so unnecessary, well, unnecessary, but so cool. Because it he, was, he, exactly. he could just shoot him. He could just shoot him, know. or she could just throw the shield. But that was still so cool. Much cooler. <laughs> much cooler. Uh, rounding up a couple, a couple of our awards, favorite storyline. All right, I'll I'll start here, uh, and I'll do like you know I'll do the cheesy pick. Sure, Because sure. I think the the uh, Chris uh, storyline, right, uh, about him and his brother Keith oh. and dying, and 
having a resolution there when um, he finally kills his dad that it wasn't his fault that his brother died. Mm. I think that's that was the favorite storyline about me, the storyline of the origin story of Peacemaker. Chubax? For me, it's just how the team gelled, started gelling. Mm. Oh, yet, 8th Street Kids. Yeah, so... Just, 11th. 11th Street. 11th Street Kids. Just then coming together and still being asses to each other. It's just... I, I love it. And Hardcore hardcore being the one that says the least, but still, it made sense that she's the leader. Because she cares. That's right. Even though she doesn't want to That's say right. She opened the group chat. Jay, what That's was your true. favorite storyline? My favorite storyline was where, despite being betrayed by Atibayo, at the Aww. end, Peacemaker tells her, don't tell Bitch, but after Eagly, you're, you're my best, best friend. You're my BFF. You're my BFF. So good. I mean, honorable mention of best storylines, too, for those who haven't seen the series yet, but also like the, the butterfly reasons why they're yes. uh, um, uh, co-opting or, or trying to save the world kind of by force. Uh, the dye beard is also a great storyline and the yeah, storyline as well on how, why he defected from the butterfly and then yeah. experiencing everything that Mern did prior to being infected by the butterfly are also great storylines. Let's close this out. What do you think was the most valuable point to this series uh, Trebox. Most valuable what? Whatever point. most valuable point on this oh, scene. Lesson. Mm. Point. Oh, lesson? I don't know. Um, just John Cena is awesome. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not the thing I get. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I never thought that I'd compare him to The Rock, but now it's like, he has a better yeah. range. Yeah. He has more range than The Rock. He can do the... It's getting em- there. The emotional Playing stuff the piano. More. Yeah, so uh, he was. Oh, player. yeah, the piano scene. Freaking mm. awesome. And yeah. you told me it was uh, self It was him. Yeah, he's self taught. He's yeah. a self taught. Damn. Yeah. So good. Yeah. My most valuable to the series award, I was going to give it to James Gunn because um, oh. this, is, this entire series is his specialty of getting discard characters. Putting them in a good story, simple story. This is not a brain-breaking storyline at mm-hmm. all. No. Like this to somebody that can, <laughs> anybody can write. Add a little bit of comedy, add a little bit of action, and it becomes a good vehicle for character improvement. Every again, every single character here grew. Harcourt became a leader. Warmed her heart. Became a leader. Peacemaker understood how stupid he is and how misogynistic <laughs> he is, but that's his character. Um, Adebayo, uh, uh, you know, blew up um, uh, what mm. Suicide Squad was. So he essentially saved his friends, but also kind of like developed a conscience about how 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 difficult or how bad Task Force X is. How bad as she is. Accepting his, yeah. his, his, her lineage. Um, you know, again, Die Beard admitting uh, his faults, but also understanding his faults. Like, yeah, yeah, he he thought that nobody noticed, but also he's lazy. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if he was just up to his die-bearding thing, nobody would notice. But you want to be great, but you don't want to put in the work. So it's kind of happening. Judo master. The only person that did not have growth here, and Vigilante. I still love that he didn't have growth here, is fucking Vigilante. Oh, yeah. From the start <laughs> to the finish. 
same thing. Kill everybody, love Peacemaker, and that's it. And I still yep. love him for it. So that, and I think all of that was a good balance or the good ingredients that uh, James Gunn orchestrated for this particular show. Jay, what is your most valuable to the series award? Most valuable to the series. Most valuable to the series for me is the fact that this series is not uh, does not need you to really think that it will give you all the good the things that you would itself. want from yeah. Vi- yeah the series itself the violence the characters the the backstories the way they gel it's awesome man I mean I just super enjoyed this um, it's not a perfect show it's not gonna be a uh, it's not an epic show of of uh, it's not a show of epic proportions but I thoroughly and uh, truly enjoyed this every episode and I promise all the viewers out there I've never skipped the intro scene ever no skips no, no skips. skips and whenever I realized I missed some last scenes I immediately jump in and watch it so I loved it it's like your favorite dish that you enjoyed from the first bite to the last okay that is, I mean, all great points. Uh, and we're now at the point in our discussion where we provide our rating for the last episode of The Peacemaker. Uh, I'll start with Trebux. What do you grade this show? Is this uh, the episode or the entire? The episode, the episode. The episode, I'll go with the consistent nine. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I mean, we all said what, why. So I'll, I'll go straight to the point. It's a nine for me. Yeah. I also give this show a nine, like this episode and the show overall a nine because we just, all the points that balance of it's entertaining, it's funny, has a lot of action, has sex, but underlying all of that is a very understandable character growth. And very simple but deep storyline as well. Jay? We are aligned. It's a nine for me. This episode and the show in general, it's a nine. Oh, for you guys for, better watch it. For me, I think it's a 10 overall. It's, for me, it's ooh, a masterpiece. Oh, this is I, a masterpiece show for yeah, Chibata. For me, I just, because I, I already had high expectations mm-hmm. coming in as a James Gunn fan. But everything it did, I mean, you, you guys said it, it's not epic proportions. Like, for me, the way the, the reason it's a masterpiece is because the content, like you you know the the, the main storyline, it's not epic or it's not the most amazing thing, but the way they built it, everything around it, mm-hmm. the characters, mm-hmm. the action, the comedy, it's just it was a masterpiece of how they made it. It's like it's like you're thinking for like a when you're talking about food, you know you you don't always get go for the high end stuff, but if something's done and it's well made. You know, like I remember from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, it's boiled like for the was it the apple apple pie. You mm. don't need to be fancy with it. As long this the apple pie that he brought was like from this the name I forgot the name of the thing, but it's like 1908 recipe unchanged. That you know, if it's simple, but if you d- did it well, then it's gonna be good. So and mm. this was really done amazingly well. Oh yeah, that's for me. So happy, yeah. and I'm gonna watch I'm, it again I'm, tonight. I'm uh, just uh, keeping it at like 
I'm not gonna give a lot of masterpiece series or movies. So if I if I give a nine, that's for my my personal top. But again, we have all of our rankings, and that's the reason why we have like three versions of scores rather than just one. In whenever we discuss, and also I'm giving this but, at ten a masterpiece because this is the first one that we've when we since we started that's nailed them. So that's the X. Maybe it's a nine point five, but we don't do nine point five. We don't. We don't. No more halves. No more no halves. halves. So yeah. it's a nine point five, but no halves. So I, I'm gonna go nine or ten. But since it nailed the ending, I go with ten. I'm very impressed how this nailed the ending too. Like I cannot believe yeah. that. <laughs> like HBO Max Peacemaker gave us this good kind of series. So that's good. I think that's that also plays into the fact that we had low expectations. Right? This is not an MCU title. This is not a Star Wars title. It's like we're we're in it with an open mind and an open heart, and we were um, we were rewarded with a great show and a great time. So, and my scores actually is the microcosm of my explanation a while ago. I never gave this an I never gave an episode a ten, but everything mm-hmm. was so well made that combined everything ten for me. It's a ten. Oh, well, well thought. Well, that is our Peacemaker uh, season finale review. Oh, so sad. Um, it's a great week because we have two season finales and two different formats it's too. So no, it's it's, it's not a sad. great week. It's, it's sad. a sad. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 uh, we uh, we, uh, we, we thank the, show so the much. content and gods. So I know. Chabax, you have the stage to discuss the last three episodes of the Legend of Vox Machina. Here we go. So sad. I love it. Um, okay. So first, so we got the final batch of episodes for mm-hmm. Vox Machina. Let me just get the video started here. Um, the first episode we got is episode 10 titled De- The Depths of Deceit. So in this episode, they start infiltrating uh, the cat out the- underneath the the castle of Whitestone to get to uh the Briarwoods and they meet Briarwoods. uh they meet Anna mm. Ripley uh in prison voiced by the amazing Kelly Who and she lost her hand or they cut it wait they, oh it, who's, I huh? thought Lady Briarwood was Kelly Who no 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 Delilah somebody else I thought Lady Briarwood she oh. she's the one that looks okay. that looks like a villain from the from the voice uh, the casting video, but anyway, from the yeah, yeah. She, she looks like a like her hair is different color. But anyway, so Kelly um this one's voiced by Kelly. She so she the Briarwoods betrayed her or she betrayed them and then they cut they imprisoned her. So they she tries to make a deal with Vox Machina and Percy, just going uh. Uh, how do we call it? Like a uh, smoke monster Percy, smoke Smokey Percy. That I'll call her. Smokey, Smokey Percy, Percy just wants to kill her. Go but, Smokey. But Cassandra's the one that uh, tells him that we we can use her because she helped build whatever they're building. So they free her. They go down, and then uh, the funny thing is Percy's so afraid of Ripley betraying them that when they get down to this like a uh, Oh, they get. They go through some traps, and Ripley actually saves them. And then they get to a big area with like pipes coming out and like a drain. And then suddenly, it's Cassandra that go uh, that betrays them. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I love the scene where Vax so fast just got so she she traps them, but before the door closes, Vax gets out. I love that scene too. That was a great scene. And uh yeah. she goes she goes like with uh, Percy, tell your sister to, because I forget that they're like uh on psych or something. And then the acid comes uh the they trap in the like acid spilling and then uh the Briarwoods come, they charm Vax. So Vex is like uh immediately uh Worried, and then they leave. So the Vox Machina is trapped in that uh, acid coming up. And I love how Percy here is uh, like just fra- uh, fractured, like broken. For, mm-hmm. for, uh, just like because, stunned. Yeah, because of the betrayal from Cassandra, having her and then losing her again. And then Vex being the, I think she's the natural leader, right? So Vex um, wakes him up. And then he finds like a a way to stop the the acid, but the last uh, the, there's three switches and the last switch is in underneath the acid. And Grog just take, <laughs> I love that he takes off his clothes <laughs> because technically, if he does dive, there's and it burns up. They don't have any replacement, right? <laughs> he has to take off. It's actually yeah. smart on on Grog's part. Uh, I, know. I know he just wanted to skinny dip, but actually, it's functional. And I love yeah, it. And actually. Also, the story, like, no matter how strong you are, you're going to melt. But then they do the thing with Pike, where he, she's constantly healing him while he's diving. It's so, so cool. Mm. So he, they, they're able to escape. And then I think that's the end of the episode when they're trying to get into the, the ziggurat place. Ziggurat. Ziggurat. So then we go to the episode 11, the, the penultimate episode, the main fight, Whispers at the Ziggurat. So this is basically just a big fight, which I love. It's so amazing. Um, they come in, so it becomes Vax versus Vex, uh, and then at the start it's Grog versus uh no um Pike versus Silas, Percy versus Cassandra, Keyleth knocked out, and Scanlan. Versus the lion, muffled, muffled. yeah, muffled, uh, silenced. silenced, silenced. So good fight, Pike holding her own against Silas, but then she sees Scanlan about getting decimated, so she saves him, and then, uh, Grog goes to goes one on one again with Keyleth. Oh no, with Grog goes f- to fight Silas. Oh no, 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 wait. Before Pike goes to help Scanlan oh. against Delilah. Silas goes to Cassandra to help against Percy. And then Grog comes back. So he fights he fights uh, Silas. And Vex and Vax have a nice uh, one-on-one. And, and then Keyleth finally wakes <laughs> up and then remembers that, you know, the sun tree is there. So she, she's able to, like, get energy from it and use the Kamehameha. Against uh, Silas. I know, right? <laughs> and that was so that, that's so cool, like that part. And then Grog say, you know, I don't want to hit you, Grog. And then Grog just saying, I can take it. I can take it. And then uh, Delilah trying to help him, and then suddenly, but he was the, he was also together. burnt. You can see. Yeah. Grog was he, also like burnt. He had to be healed. Salvaged. I love that scene too. Yeah, and then Scanlan doing the shh to Delilah back. So amazing. So, um. Then Cassandra waking up from the charm spell that uh, Silas did saves Percy. Then Percy, I just love uh, Talos and Jeffy. It's like the angry dad. Silas, Delilah. Every time he screams, it's just so awesome. That was my kill. 
So they kill uh, the, the the light Kamehameha kills uh, Silas, and then they fight uh, Delilah. She escapes into the ziggurat, and then that's the, she does something with inside. She calls the whispered one, and then that's where mm-hmm. we end. And then we go to the last episode, the darkness within, where they're able to get inside the um, get inside the ziggurat. And but the they couldn't hurt Delilah too much, and Delilah finishes the spell. But for some reason, maybe it's too early from that time. The whispered yes. one shows up, the, but then disappears, and then they're left the with the constellation on the books. Uh, the book. It, it wasn't time, <laughs> but they're left with a spinning, spinning orb, ball. and that spinning orb is anti magic. So that's why Pike disappears. And the healing, the healing elixir didn't work. So if mm. they just if they left before they gave the elixir, Kilith would have been healed immediately. That was a cool like effect though. It's like, oh, I, I need to do this real quick. I need to heal her before. Boop. I was like, <laughs> oh, I, oh I, I shit. So oh, I forgot. Um, yeah. Um, during the when they were trying to subdue Delilah, Kilith sacrifices herself for to, for Vex, and she gets hit. So she's not she's dying and then they capture Delilah. She gets shot by uh Percy and then well they don't know anything what's going on with the the magic ball anyway, so they leave back to the acid place where there's no more they drain the acid away. So they get there and Vax through a nice uh uh intelligence check remembers what Keyleth did to heal Cassandra. So he uses the same thing to heal her. While they're healing her, Percy just goes crazy. And they realize that, everybody realizes that Percy made a deal somewhat, I guess subconsciously with the demon called, uh, a smoky demon called Orthax. So he's the one that's trying to, gives him power through, what's his term? Like consuming souls. Consuming souls. Yeah, so they fight. Orthox makes Percy see visions of his family and the bri- uh, the Briarwoods killing them. So Percy thinks he's fighting the Briarwoods, but it's his team that he's fighting. But of course, in the end, they they get to to Percy, especially Cassandra from the from Vex is uh, pushing Cassandra to you know he's your brother <laughs> do something bitch. <laughs> so they get to him, and he snaps out of it. And then, uh, in the end, uh, Cassandra kills uh, Delilah through a stab through the throat. And uh, how did they beat uh, Orthax? You, know, you can you found a way to forgive her, but I can't. Yeah, and uh, um, Percy like kicks Orthax away, and then Scanlan throws the gun <laughs> to the acid, the remaining acid, and there was some some sort of. Uh, residue of Orthaxil there, so that was a uh, thing. Uh, Percy in the end was angry first, but it was in the end was happy. So they still don't know what's happening in the ball at the end, but they're like Keeper Yenin and some of the healers are trying to figure it out. That was fucked up though. The the scene where the like one of the monks try to touch it and it just gets ripped what apart <laughs> into nothing. Yeah. Got sucked in. <laughs> And then uh, they go home to Iman, to uh, Uriel. 
And as they're celebrating in the in the castle, we get the shot. The the dragon coming from the sun. And you think it's just one dragon and then, then it splits into it's four. Three or four? Four. Four. Which, it's the there chrome. are four dragons. They're called the chrome. Well, in the campaign, they're called the chroma conclave. So, yeah, that's where season two is going to hit and it's going to be amazing and fun. Yeah. Is that, a, is that an, an, an arc on itself, the dragon arc thingy? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a part, big part of the, the campaign. So, yeah, that's the season finale of Vox Machina. I don't know how, how long are they going to make us wait for season two. And I hope they get renewed for more. See, yeah, my, wor- my, my worry about um, my worry about animated shows is even if they want to make them quicker and sooner, kind of can't. You're kind of like stuck with a year maybe or 10 months for maybe 10 episodes or because it's either you can't rush animation. You can only do so many things. So... But I'm so, I'm uh, ah, such a good show. So let, yeah, let's start with you. What did you think of the three episodes? Final three episodes. I I continue. I am continuously amazed how they have every episode to be action packed, with good story and good character engagement, despite having multiple characters on screen. So all many. The time. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. that's where I am. Like that's. That's a testament to how uh, the critical role people built their characters, that they're so formed and their chemistry is so strong that you know where to direct certain pairings, certain combinations, certain uh, um, highlights of the episodes. Um, I was never a fan of kind of like this is a Percy-centric season. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan. Like, I don't like the revenge plot kind of thing. But this was kind of pulled that my dislike for that storyline was pulled down. And then the how each one supports each other by not supporting directly Percy, but like Vex is supporting Vax. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Vax is supporting Keelith. Grog is supporting Pike. So the idea is that it's, it's not a straight line to Percy and the thing. It's a it's a it's a line to the group which is for me super unique and i love it and then scanlan doing his own thing which is also fucking perfect um so i love this 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 these last three episodes kind of concerned to start that they introduced somebody so late like um uh, uh anna ripley like last three episodes, like, oh shit, we have like an important character towards the end of the series. And then they had a little bit more of exposition or origin story that she was kind of their torturer and she was also engineer mm. and she was also smart. So it's like, shit, you're introducing so many things. And you and I know that this is going to be an important character moving down the line, but I think it helped because it provided us more uh, insight on how Percy does his thing. Right, you know, so you know, he 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 built the guns. They they both built weapons or things. They're both engineers, so they kind of know each other. So they're both smart. So I kind of looked at it as it's not a one-off. Like any traditional animation will 
look at it like it's a one-off to introduce a new character so you can have a couple of episodes around that character but this one is different like they introduced Anna Ripley to further unearth more of Percy's backstory and then that per- backstory kind of helped in him creating the gun his quest for vengeance uh, was the reason why he got co-opted by the demon so it's kind of like all right it makes sense it, it, it's not just the traditional three episodes of this four episodes of that so i kind of enjoy that so and she, yeah I, also, I i love also seeds for the future because she's she's going to be a villain in yes the future. and yeah so i i was uh uh it, it was a good balance of all like you put a little bit of seed you put a little bit of backstory you put a little action mm-hmm. she has function like she wasn't just there. So she was a guide. She explained what the ziggurat was and that she discovered it, that, you know, it was the one that access to power. So I was like, all right, it makes sense. Even if I'm only, you're only there for like one and a half, two episodes. Right. So that's kind of, um, you know, a testament to smart writing. And in the end, 10 episodes or oh, 12 episodes, definitely not enough, but I'd rather this than stretch more and have filler episodes i love uh, agreed, love 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 no filler episodes every single second of this um of this animated series has purpose so it's either has a story has comedy or has action in it so that's why i think this is moving way 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 to the top of all of the animated series that i've ever seen it's like if this maintains the same way that it is in season two and maybe more that this might topple avatar for me because right now avatar is a special place in my heart so many episodes so good animation is killer and everything like that but the thing that avatar has going against it is has a lot of fillers that's my issue with mm-hmm. and so this one is like i fucking love it so yeah that's uh, my thoughts about this particular episode i again and i'm trying my hardest not to google what's up with the the dragons like i'm trying my hardest but i want to know what's what's up with the dragons are they going to fight the dragons are they going to talk with the dragons are they going to negotiate with them fuck so i uh, i hate i hate cliffhangers but i'll make an exception for vox machina jay how about you well done i loved it uh, beyond words, this has made my Fridays fantastic. Um, for Vox Machina, it makes me want to play our Sunday games even more passionately. Oh. This ep- <laughs> Seriously, um, I'm not a voice actor, um, nothing close to being one, but I would love to bring my char- our characters to life um, in, in the way that they did. They just Pull this off really well. I agree with your point wherein with so many characters, they still were able to develop each one amazingly well, the relationships that they had. And towards the end, despite how wild their origins may have come from, they really pulled through. And, and there's that super support that you'll receive or you'll see that they all give to one another. So... I'm excited for the coming seasons. I'm excited for for what's next. I'm happy that Percy didn't die. Um, and I look forward to what's his next gun going to look like. Because mm. remember, he con- he confiscated a gun from Anna Ripley from her back. It was oh, yeah, a broken so. gun. 
So he probably might fix it and might be called something else. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I still haven't watched the, the podcasts because honestly, I love it, but it's just too long. And so I can't. can't I, so I'm, almost, so I'm almost updated with season with campaign three. And I'm like episode oh, 60 on campaign one. So I'm doing them parallel. Wow. I'd, I'd love to, man. But I know I it's, a, it's this, a lot of work. I know, but this this um, this series, they were able to tell a fantastic story, despite the limited number of of um, of episodes. And I like the fact that they released three episodes per week. But if you really think about it, guys, each episode is about twenty twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. So three of them, that's generally just like an hour episode. Mm-hmm. So we basically just watch three one hour episodes. Four. One. Not bad. Four, four. Ah, four. Sorry. Four one-hour episodes. Yeah. But I mean, I figured like the idea is like this is going to be great for the next generation. Like it's it's oh, good yeah. for us, but for other countries where we'll, they'll be getting this week on week or for, you know, other watchers, like, this is, you know, congrats. You got fucking cool content for your generation. That's now. Right. Like, you're, you, you, there was a, a big gap between like what? avatar and maybe like and mm-hmm. i know people like some of my cousins my younger cousins they have like ben 10 and arthur and all of those rugrats as kind of like their touchstones to animation like bro now you got mm. now you have fucking box oh. that's fucking cool so so for me just some of the stuff that i noted down that was and that i love like the soundtrack was amazing so uh grog is amazing you got scamland <laughs> And then um, uh, I love Ashley Johnson, you know, whenever she has like, like real fucking, like the acid, real fucking original. <laughs> that is so funny. And then um, I love the, I've never seen this show where it's the Western style combined with anime stuff that you don't see in mm-hmm. Western stuff. It's just mm-hmm. so cool. Like the, you see the Silas Sponge Sakilit. And then there's like mm. the blowback effect. You don't yeah. see that mm. in Western. That's usually a mm-hmm. Naruto one. Yeah, that's Titmouse. Okay, good yeah. job, Titmouse. And then um, the Smokey Percy, the, where he was like travel, uh, teleporting fast. Teleporting. Like, it's so cool. Like, it was so amazing. It's like really anime. You can see that. It's like... They learn. It's not like cap- copying and it's more like you know their fans and oh, yeah. influence and it's 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 so well done. Like they even improved the, like a lot of the shots where the smoke was just going to his face and then it would be like a, a demon face for a f- just a very split second and then it's gonna go fa- fast again. And then uh uh I like you Jong, I'm also not a fan of uh the revenge story. Mm-hmm. But you said it well where they made it. That was the main, main plot, but it wasn't standing on its own. Like everything exactly. else, wasn't wasn't like just flowing through that. It was like more more like everybody was like every, everywhere. Like everybody was important. It just so happened that they're going through this one, you know, this one mm-hmm. point. So it it wasn't like it was everything. And I like all the character dynamics. And I love how Vex went from cock blocker to matchmaker. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like at the start, she was so pissed that Vax was uh, in love with uh, Keyleth. Liking Keyleth. 
Now that he's heartbroken. Well, you better like Keyleth now. He fucking took a thing in the heart for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that combined with seeing Vax heartbroken, you know, she she feels sorry, so he just wants her brother to be happy, even though she's, you know, possessive in a sense. But that was just amazing. And then uh, the ending, of course. I mean, even me, who knows what's gonna happen with the Chroma Conclave. That scene was, uh, that scene was so well done. Just. And the thought of just the dragon coming through the backdrop by the sun, and it was just one. Well, and and then started, it, started I thought it was one. Yeah, see, and then it flips And then up. it kind so of like, like that was oh. so well done. Like, because if you see one, it's like scary in a sense, but you also know that they beat one already. They beat. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then it splits to four. What about four? <laughs> oh yeah, that's. Uh, let's head to the awards since. I'm interested in everybody's kind of take. And again, these are just general labels of the awards. You can have your liberties around there. But let's start with the best supporting character. I, I had such a hard time with this. It's just like picking, like I was more like throwing whoever mm-hmm. stuck in my mind first, but it's so yeah. hard. I, I, sorry, I have sorry, my sorry. Best supporting meaning not part of the Campaign group. No, again, this is up Any, to your your yeah, description. Your... Okay. Let, let me let me start. So you guys have a little bit of framework. You have a, a few minutes to change your 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 awards. My best supporting actor, all right, is also my best character. Same character wins the award, baby. Oh, is it? Fucking Scanlan. I knew it. <laughs> Scanlan supports everybody the best and is mm-hmm. also the best character in his own right. So that's my favorite character because, um, you know, fuck it. He's also the most valuable in the series on me. <laughs> Scanlan wins everything. Best action, Scanlan also. Best action scene, best, maybe not best storyline, but everything else. I like, I love Scanlan so much. I ne- e- never in my wildest dreams. That I will even like uh, a, a gnome or a dwarf, a gnome. Or any short character. Because like, why would I fucking like something that is already me? Like, I don't like short shit, <laughs> right? But the way that that character is written, his power set, his uh, his usefulness. You see mm-hmm. different angles of what the support character could be and has has been done. How can a fucking support character be a support character but also do his Rambo shit by himself? Like, I do not understand that and I do not Scandal. understand why it worked. I Scandal. fuck. So that's my best supporting art character. So let's go with you, Jay. Who's your best supporting character? Supporting character, Keyleth. Mm, good call. That's my runner-up. In terms of support, she's scared shitless. She has no confidence. But she was still able to. Um, really support the team. So especially when the cleric was gone, um, you're the light for the team. So actually, she's she's going to be. You know, she's basically they're all main characters, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. But mm-hmm. I feel in terms of support provided, I think she she did a lot despite her lack of confidence. But when she got her confidence level up, dude, she the she's actually quite OP. So for me, she's my support. It's amazing because 
they they did it so well like everybody's power sets all equal except mm-hmm. Keyleth yes. is OP but her confidence is like almost very low OP so it's mm-hmm. like same like same that. with Pike so, same like Grog yeah, yeah. he's so and strong same Grog. so everybody's so smart uh, for me, it's Scanlan. My supporting character is Scanlan. Just so mm. amazing. And he had that special Scanbo episode. So, yeah, so pretty cool. good. Next uh, up. Best character. Your best favorite character. Hey, you know, my, I'm, I'm Scanlan just because, again, my mind was changed about support characters because of this. And, and it's just my lack of knowledge on how. RPGs work. I've always been either the 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 assassin or the hunter, you know, the rogue. You know, those have always been where I um, identified the most in all of the games that I played growing up. Never like the 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 healer. Never like the yeah. the mage. But this one was like bard, fucking bard. Actually, for the next right? for an example, I'm thinking of a halfling because halflings can reroll once, natural one. Yes. No. Any natural so you never it's their natural. I mean you can get it again, but you have to get two natural ones in a row to get a natural one. But mm. so for me, it's not best character because they're all main characters. I don't exactly. know. I just mm. I just love Vax. Favorite. He's just he's Vax. my favorite. Yeah, he's just so charming and just, just so cool. I love the Daga Daga. He when when in the campaign he usually goes like uh, when it's his turn, it's like Okay, uh, I'll go here and then I'll daga 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 because <laughs> he always has three. <laughs> so it's just cool, and then I love the relationship with the uh, Vex and Elin. Vex and mm. his um, his kind of rivalry with Grog and Percy, like in different ver- in different ways. Like uh, with Grog, it's about manliness, and then with Percy, it's like uh, you know, step out of it or something. Like you know, where you're being like an asshole. Oh yeah, that's my best character, favorite character. Jay, Percy. Oh, I know that oh. he, I know, I know that he cries like a little bitch, but <laughs> um, I like the story. I sense the loss. I sense the mm-hmm. struggle because he was completely. And Talos and Jaffe brought it, like the voice actor, like mm. so yeah, good. I love it. Was he also the the smoky Percy? Yeah. Oh, oh Orthax. Orthax, probably, probably. Yeah. Okay. It's so good. So, I like how his character is cool and composed, but when it's anything related to the Briarwoods, his family, <laughs> his past, he just snaps. There's that secondary personality that comes out, and I love it when he has his mask on or his oh, yellow cool. eyes are bright. He's the coolest looking for sure. Even the gun, but Orthax yeah. is played by. Matthew Mercer. Oh, so it's not him. Oh, <laughs> well, that's Orthax. But when he's the smoky Percy, I still feel it's still, still Percy. So they they over they, co- they, they overlap their voices together. Oh, so that's oh. even cooler now. Even, that's even cooler. cooler. No, but despite him being, you know, I just like his history, wherein he's so weak. He he was tortured, and yet he so loved his sister. He so loves his family. And it's just despair, having your entire family, everything you held, or everyone, or everything you held dear, taken away from you. That's more than enough for you to actually ask of ask for a, you know, for revenge. In, in a way, I was looking at it. His gunslinger is somewhat based off similarly to a warlock, 
where you still have a patron that provides you. Yeah, and I actually like that they did it subconsciously in his case. It's not like yeah, he, he didn't he make a deal. A, yeah, he did, but it's not. Yeah. it's not conscious. It's not like yes, and even even the the demon said that it wasn't. It was an unspoken deal. Like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Yeah, it's not like that, Diva. Right? So, yeah, so next? my favorite was actually Percy. Next is our special, special guest. How about you, Sancho Box? Uh, for me, it's uh, Silas and Delilah. They were just cool. I, okay. I, I love them. I, I love their distinct fighting styles. I love that. It's how do you describe them? It's like they embraced being evil, but they're not inherently mm-hmm. evil. You know what I mean? It's like, they just yes. love each other. They, they just love, love each, each other. other. That's but, another thing. Okay? I love their story, actually. Yeah. If, if we're going to do favorite storylines, their their story is actually mine. And the fight, yeah. their fighting style is also good with Silas being the, the tank, sword, fast uh, fighter, and then Delilah with the great sound effect. Necromancer. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my special guest. I'll go next. Um, you, my this is going to be super shallow, but Archie was my favorite guest just because I love that voice. Dominic Moynihan. Oh, Dominic yeah. Moynihan's voice. I didn't realize that it was like, but also it's mostly natural. He didn't he didn't yeah, yeah. Um, enhance it much. He didn't act much. That's just how he speaks. And that, I, that is a little bit rasp, but so I really enjoyed that. And of course, like it's kind of it pushed the um. The story forward in terms of like him leading the rebellion and him dying because and that kind of spurred them to continue the revolution themselves. So uh, that's my 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 favorite and most special guest, Jay. Actually, it's it's well, I agree with Shavax also with the Briarwoods. I love their story, wherein they became the way they were due to the promise of the Whispered One. Mm-hmm. Um, only because she loves her husband so much. She doesn't want him to die. I, I agree. But if I were to say special guests, because they were like the top villains, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even for me, they were more awesome than the Thunder Dragon. Um, if you're talking about special guests, I like the shopkeeper. <laughs> he was my second but i need more of him i need more of him i know i need more of him i, I do agree with you I, I need more of him um he's actually powerful he has spells he's and he has all he has, the he has a self-popping collar that finally came out in, I know. in the last episode i want exactly. that <laughs> i think that's part of her cloak i think that's her cloak and in in, in the post, campaigns post. In the campaigns, the people have uh, like a hall of fame, hall of fame for Matt Mercer's NPC, Gilmore's one. Mm-hmm. There's there's quite See? a lot, but Gilmore's one. <laughs> Gilmore's goods. Oh my god, the best. Gilmore, he's awesome and, and just very flirtatious with with uh, Max. <laughs> so next um, is action favorite sequence. action sequence. Box? Oh, yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. I can't stop. I have four for different reasons. Oh, go yeah. ahead. We have no rules in this fucking podcast. First one is the dragon fight because it's the one where mm-hmm. this is where you know you're excited for something, you're hyped for something, and you don't know if it's gonna be as awesome as you want. Then this is when it's you know it's all it all comes together so nicely. This is the moment that like 
fuck. This is it. We got it. It's awesome. As we thought. And we love it. The dragon fight. Second is the the Briar, the first Briarwood fight because they lost. But it, yes. I don't know. There was just something very suspenseful with that fight where... And this is the first time we get to see them kind of like bust out all their superpowers-ish. Mm-hmm. So I was... I, I, I remember that too. Like it's like that was a good way to show your power set your unique abilities, your special moves, and still be hit in the heart because you lost. There, there was yeah. something there that was special. That that one was like the one that said, "This is, this is, uh, there's something different about this show than normal." You know? And then my third special is Scanbo. I mean, what Scanbo! else? Is Scanbo. Uh, you don't need to add more explanations to that. And then the last one is the the the, the last main fight, the Ziggurat fight, because mm-hmm. everything there was just everything there. My favorite action sequence, I like you, I'm cheating, I have two. Scanbo again, because everything Scanland in this series is an award winner for me. But if that gets disqualified, my second portion is the the flashback when they were talking around the campfire and telling all about their uh, weirdest, kills. weirdest kills. That was my favorite. Uh-huh. Because I know I that. that has a lot of, that's probably three or four episodes of Critical Role that I can go back to and, and read up. So, and also really cool kills about like, you know, Grog opening the mouth, biting the tongue, ripping it out. Uh-huh. Um, Keyless mm. just sidestepping and the, the, um, uh, and and the enemy goes to melt in the lava, and of course my favorite Scanlan fucking fucking something, and then having a second head, still finishing. That's the role, still finishing. So those are my two favorite. Action Very sequences. disturbing, but yeah. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite action sequence or sequences? Um, sequences: dragon being split, oh, wow, uh, dragon's head being split in half. Um. The final battle, yes. But I also want to give a special um, mention to their caravan battle. Oh, uh, chasing. When they were being chased oh, by the wargs. Yeah. The, the wargs. That yeah. was actually pretty exciting, which now makes me realize we did the same thing <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, on our true. show. Right? Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we discussed the next award a little bit more, but just to formalize favorite storylines. And uh, I, I can go start, you know, Chewbox can go, like, go, dwindle go. down his list. And you're, you guys are right. Favorite storyline for me is the Briarwoods. Uh, but I also yes. cheated my, my tied with it. I am most fascinated story-wise by Grog and Pike. I just, I love that type of friendship. And then having heard a little bit of what Shabax has mentioned the past few episodes that, you know, Grog was taken in by Pike and Pike's, what, grandma, grandpa or something like grandpa, that? Grandpa, grandpa. So that kind of like excites me. Like, I love these types of friendship that is just like unrequited love where no one judges each other, but also both of their power sets gets to be enhanced because of the other. Grog can be more careless and fuck shit up and injure himself. He's willing to get injured because he know Pike got 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 back. back. So like I I love those two characters. I'm looking forward to like listening more about their backstories in their in their uh, recordings, but also seeing it more in the next few seasons. Chubax, for me, it's all about the the different character dynamics. The the Vax Vex, Vax Keyleth, Percy Vex, mm. uh, Percy Keyleth, Grog and uh, Pike. 
Grogvax. So it's it's all their character dynamics and how different Grogvax. they are. Grogvax, I like uh, that. Right? <laughs> Must not kill What's that? Bol- what's their game? Boltag. What's their game? The Bol- Bol- Boltag. 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 <laughs> the rules Fuck. of Boltag. Shit, that could have been a favorite intricate. action sequence. Good call. But Boltag. <laughs> the rules of Boltag are both in- intricate and complex. RJ. Oh, you know what? Sorry. Yeah. We should have add- I should have also added in the action sequence. Those specter ghosts that needed light. That's oh, actually yeah. pretty, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, that's super exciting. I mean, all their fight scenes were pretty well thought of, so I love the story. Um, what are we doing now? We're, we're selecting storylines, story right? Storyline, Jake. Yeah, um, sorry, it's still gonna be with the Briarwoods. I like how sad. Um, their lives were mm-hmm. which which led them to be that evil and encompassing the Briarwood, also the the family of the Dirolos that led to what Percy became. I mean the the fact that how well it's written and how relatable it is anyone of us in that position would, would do the same thing as a Briarwood yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. right if no you questions asked that, yes. a husband the wife yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 100% last one or you know, at, at now even oh. even my cat, I do the same. So, yeah. <laughs> MVP. Last closes out most valuable to the series award. Let's okay. start with RJ first, and then we'll end with our biggest fan, uh, Trubax, with this. Now you probably are thinking that I've been avoiding a character throughout this entire thing. MVP Scanlan. Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, I think this is gonna be a a, a uh, an anonymous uh, unanimous anonymous. Um, but unanimous so you're decision. going with Scanlan. I'm going with Scanlan. I'm, I'm going with Scanlan. <laughs> so for me, when I wrote this down, I thought it was like MVP story wise, not like to the series. So for me, the MVP. Sto- yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> the MVP for the. Story skilleth because she's the one that's been saving their asses. Mm. Oh, interesting. So, okay. You know, she, they're they're always like backed up in the corner, and skilleth the one that comes through in the end. So just just in that sense. Awesome. All right, we we ran through all of our awards. Uh, we are at the very sad portion of this particular episode where we have to put yeah. our final rating for the last batch of episodes of this story <sighs> Legend of Vox Machina season 1 it is going to be weird that next week we won't have a batch of episodes to discuss about one of our favorite series animated one of our favorite topics to talk about critical roles um uh you know uh, tabletop game that's from a living room now to a show in a giant franchise um, but we do have, um, you know, new episodes of Jello Jacket and a movie of the week to discuss next week. So to round this out, um, RJ, I'm going to start with you. What is your uh, plus 6.3 HP rating of the last few, the last batch of Vox Machina? Epic 10. Ooh. Epic ten. I'm sorry. I, I just it's just so good. It's just so good. I just mentioned a while ago that I will not be giving a lot of tens <laughs> in the movies. And I know series because it's. I mean, if you give it, it doesn't 10, do justice if I give them a nine. It's just it's yeah. not fair. But 
both as the last batch of episodes and as a series as a whole, I too am giving The Legend of Vox Machina Whoa. my first 10. My first yes. 10. It's de- it, again, the only reason why I'm hesitant to make this my favorite animated series of all time currently is because it hurts right now that we only have 12 episodes. I'm very happy that in the next couple of years, once we get to the 20 episodes, the 30 episodes, the 40 episodes, if we get to 100 episodes, I'm going to be so looking forward to the day that I can marathon this with my kids again and make this kind of like a yearly tradition during holiday break. It was like, oh, which season of Fox Market are we going to watch now? So that's, um, I think it has the potential to be that. So I'm giving it a 10. Shabax, I know you hate this show. Um, why do you hate the show? <laughs> tell wh- tell Matthew Mercer why you hate this fucking show. Uh, I was going to go with the... Well, technically, I haven't done, given anything a 10 yet because if you look at Peacemaker, it's also a 9. So mm-hmm. let's round it out with a 10. So it's a triple 10. It's a triple I mean, 10. what else can I say? When, when you watch it, it just goes by so fast that like... I too, want fast, more. too fast. I want more. Too fast. Yeah. The Matthew Mercer, it sucks that it's only 12 episodes. Give yeah. us more. I think the now. biggest the biggest surprise, aside from the soundtrack, the chemistry, the action is is the pacing. It was yeah. they did it really well. So it's gotta I love it. the fact no fillers, no yeah. skips. Yep. Every second counted. There's no there's not even like a beat that I felt it's like this is a useless beat. Yeah. Like even speaking Correct. to fucking Gilmore is important mm-hmm. and funny yeah. and entertaining and useful I, for the story. It's like, this is how you make. So this is what I would want anime to be. No yes. skips. Like, you know. No fillers. No fillers. You don't need 18 episodes. You don't need 24 episodes. If the mm. story calls for 12, do 12. I hope and it hurts. Yes. And I it's hope painful. Next, next season we'll meet Victor, one other NPC. All right. See, that's the other thing too. There's so many new characters. There's so many characters that I know that's still going to come out because this is just the first campaign, the first arc of the first campaign. This was like 35 to 40 episodes of campaign one. And there's 140, 40 plus. Damn. (laughs) So maybe like three or four arcs are we looking at for Vox Machina? I'm just happy we got this one already. So, you know, if they can get the next one. If we can make it, yeah, every season is an arc. I, I I'd like that. It's, it'll be really good. So um, yeah, and the the next one seems like it's dragons. So who the fuck doesn't like dragons? If you don't like dragons, you're, you're there's something wrong with you. Um. All right. Um. Final thoughts before we close out this episode and any of the shows that we've discussed. Yellow Jacket, <sighs> Legend Walk. I I am very distraught that there will be no more Peacemaker. And no more Vox Machina for next week's episode. <sighs> that's that's something. After the, after this week, I was I was so excited and so horrified for this week since I am gonna watch the last episodes, and I'm horrified that it's the last episodes. Yeah, uh, same same. Uh, I've been dreading it, but it's done. So we gotta move on some way. Uh, end of an era for <laughs> our show for this this one and we're starting with a new one anyways so yeah bittersweet 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 yeah that's okay. three four three it sucks like um 
I I love the shows that we're watching and it's exponentially more enjoyable because I get to discuss it with, with my best friends. Like, mm-hmm. You know, both on an intellectual level, but also in just like a, you know, sticking around level. So I love preparing for the show. I love watching the show. It's great. Um, but I'm also very hopeful to, because this is only going to be a short lull. It's only going to be a couple of weeks where we don't have like a week on week show that are, we're, we're going to have to be stuck with for a couple of months. At the end of March, we have fucking Moon Knight. Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan is in, May. I think, May. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Spider-Man is coming out on, on demand so we can get to discuss it. Like, I think, I think yeah. in a week and a half. So Yeah, there you go. So I think March it's, 1. This is a short lull. And um, we do have like our interim show, Yellow Jackets, with us as well. So it's kind of like cool to have. So um, And we have our um, Kingsman for next week. So um, I'm also excited to find other gems to replace the whole that Vox mm-hmm. Machina will be and Book of Boba Fett and um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. So I'm, I'm excited to do that and also maybe shift to like one-off movies where we don't have to like, it's just like a one and done discussion. So I'm excited about that to distract myself in possibly waiting another 10 months to a year for another, ep- another season of Legend of Vox Machina. So with that, final goodbyes, Chubax. Yeah, thanks for staying with us. I uh, hope you uh, liked what you saw. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and share us to your friends. Thank you. RJ? Thank you again to all our 1,000 subscribers Woo! and listeners out there. We what? love you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, you heard it right. 1,000. And that just... You know, that just means that what we do, this this hanging out of best friends, it's also entertaining to you guys, you know? So we're super excited. Please leave us a comment, uh, write what you think. Let us know if you want to join. Um, we're happy to have guests over. All right. That's it. Piggybacking away. Yeah, uh, John, you're on mute. Drawing your audio stuff. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I keep on doing the, the Elgato wave thing. Is it's like has this mute, but the touch, a touch sensitive bottom on the top. But piggybacking to what RJ has mentioned, we thank you very much. Every single one of you that have subscribed, liked, or commented in any of our videos, we truly, truly appreciate it. Like we're doing this for ourselves, but if we can get to give you a little bit more of information on how to spend your time with your friends and your family. And so that just makes it a little bit more special for us. And hopefully we can pass it along to others as well. So if you have not yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash plus six, three HP. We are also on any of the major social uh, media networks, uh, Twitter, Spotify. Oh, sorry. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just our follow or search plus six, three HP. That is our handle. Uh, listen to us. If, if you want to put us in the background, you want to join the discussion week on week, uh, but you're doing other stuff, uh, you know, plug in a couple of headphones, uh, listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting applications. We particularly like Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Um, and next week, we're continuing with four more episodes of Yellow Jackets. You can watch that on Hulu um, and on HBO Max and other territories. Uh, you can also uh, buy the episodes Showtime, on right? Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Yep. Showtime. Uh, 
uh, it is it is a Showtime series. So, um, uh, and uh, we're discussing next four episodes, four, five, six, and seven. We have a movie of the week next week. Uh, very happy uh, that this came out fairly quickly on demand because I was kind of upset that the, it was only in theaters in December, but uh, just a, like a, a month and a half later, it's already uh, on Hulu, at least here in the United States. So hopefully it's a little bit easier for you guys to watch it as well at the comfort of your own home if you are worried about COVID still. So our movie of the week next week will be Kingsman. So a very tight episode Kingsman. next week um, to recover from our, our two season finale episode this week. With that, thank you very much. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Ciao.